And so as we pray together in all of our spaces, whether you're here in this room or if you're watching online, let's pray together and allow me to lead us in prayer. So God, God of the universe, as we've been singing, you are a God who protects us and is there in the midst of whatever enemy may surround us. And you're the God who knows our hearts and knows what's most inspiring and what is most discouraging in our lives. And God, we are grateful for you, the God of the universe, that you know us, that you care for us, that you're strong enough to conquer any battle, that while you've tasted death, you've never known defeat. And God, for that, we praise you. That you would taste death because you knew that our sin deserved death. And that now because of our relationship with you, because of that opportunity for us to be in a right relationship with you through Jesus, we no longer have to taste death. And so God, we praise you. God, we praise you for the blessings that we experience every day. And God, we're aware that we are blessed. Today, God, we lift up our brothers and sisters in Haiti and Cuba. God, in Haiti, as they're experiencing the turmoil of political unrest, as their leadership has been seen to, <laughs> to be gone. God, we pray for safety. God, in Cuba, we pray for the recovery efforts as they recover from the storm that recently passed through. And God, in both nations and in nations around the world, we pray that vaccine levels would increase as they are experiencing infection rates that are devastating right now. And God, as we offer these prayers, we recognize how blessed we are. And so God, I pray that this community of faith, whether it be here in Voorhees or in the surrounding towns or even the states where we have members of our community watching even now, that we would be men and women of faith God, that we would live lives that would encourage and inspire those around us. God, that we would know with our full hearts that we have a world that's desperately in need of Jesus. To know forgiveness, to know what it means to be in a right relationship with you. And God, that by the way we live, men and women and boys and girls would have a desire to have that same relationship. And God, now we pray for the rest of this worship time. We pray that what we've already sung and said would, has brought you 
the attention and the glory that you deserve. And now we pray that as we continue to worship, that the words that we share, that, the, uh, that, that Pastor Jeff's message that he delivers to us today would bring encouragement and would bring inspiration, that there would be challenges. God, that we would have open eyes, open ears, and open hearts to hear what you have for us today. And we pray all these things in the name of the God who loves us more than life itself. It's in the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen and amen. That song before the prayer is just such a good reminder that our God is for us, that we are his chosen, and that in Christ we are free indeed. And being part of the people of God is about worshiping him through our giving. And that worship is not just about the songs that we sing, but about the life that we live. And that we can worship God with our time, our talent, and our treasure. And it's through your giving that we are able to host incredible experiences like our music and drama camp. And it also allows us in Hope Youth to provide just great opportunities for our middle and high school students to experience Jesus and grow in their faith. And so there are multiple ways uh, that you can be a part of what God is doing here at Hope. Uh, if you're online or in person, you can give at meethope.org give. And for those who are in person, uh, there are giving stations in the lobby, uh, and there are baskets also back on the tech booth that you can give to as well. As I mentioned, our music and drama camp is happening this summer, July 26th to August 6th which is just a great experience for our third and ninth through ninth grade students. And so it's not too late to be a part of this experience and hope that you'll join us this summer in just a few weeks. And secondly, Hope Youth is doing some amazing events this summer as we provide spaces and places for our sixth to 12th grade students to just connect with one another and building relationships. And of course, to have some fun. And so you can check that out at meethope.org youth uh, to keep up to date with what we are doing and what is going on here at Hope Youth. Well, this weekend, we continue with week two of our Own It series, exploring how we can better own our faith. Nice. Hey, everybody. Good morning. If, um, if I sound weird, I'm on the back end of a cold. Um, not just any cold, it's a man cold. <laughs> those are, those are v much worse. And my left ear is completely clogged, so I, I've got issues. What? <laughs> anyway, so that's my excuse for uh, anything that might happen this morning. So we're in, as you've been hearing, we're in the second week of our Own It series. And I want you to notice the uh, great uh, Own It logo that was created. Oh, that's not actually it. Um, but if you, if you see the, uh, the Own It uh, logo, it's the word Own It, um, which is really a description of how we should approach our faith, that we need to take responsibility for, we need to truly own our faith and not um, hide it or, or uh, be embarrassed by it in any way. And as we own it, we need to be able to share it. 
And so we're looking at both of these things at the same time to both own our faith and as we own it to share it with others. So for those of you who um, are exploring the Christian faith, who may be um, here and uh, hearing this message and you're exploring the faith, our goal here is to help answer some questions that you might have so that you can make an informed decision uh, to put your faith in Christ. And so we want to help you in that way. And for those of you who have a faith, um, we want to help you uh, find some ways to be able to share your faith in ways that make sense to you and, um, and fit kind of with who you are. So last week, uh, I talked about Jesus. Who is Jesus and why does Jesus matter? And we looked at Jesus from uh, four different perspectives. Historically, as the Messiah. Spiritually, as the one who makes us righteous before the Father. Practically, that Jesus offers a fullness of life to those who follow him. And eternally, that Jesus is the way to eternal life. And so this morning, today, I want to talk about faith, faith itself. What is faith? How do I get faith? And how do I share my faith with others? So we're going to be looking at this issue of faith. So what is faith? In a simple description, faith is believing without seeing. Faith is believing without seeing. And the reality is, Almost every aspect of our lives involves faith at some level. So if you take a pill, for example, you are acting in faith that this pill that you're about to put in your mouth that came out of this bottle is what the bottle says it is and that is contained, what's contained in here is what is supposed to be contained in here and that as I ingest it, it's going to do good things for me and not harm. That's all faith. I can't see any of that, but I'm acting on faith. If you fly on airplanes, you know that that is an act of faith. You're placing faith that this pilot is a person who is well-trained and in a good state of mind and body and so forth, that the mechanics have done their jobs properly in uh, inspecting this, this aircraft, that the air traffic controllers are doing their jobs, that they're watching the air traffic around you so you don't bump into things, which would be bad in an airplane, right? All of that is an act of faith. When you go to a restaurant, it's an act of faith that the food was properly stored and prepared and handled so that when you eat it, it's not going to make you sick. So every day, in countless ways, we are committing acts of faith. Hebrews describes faith also and in a very simple and comprehensive way. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, it says this. Now, faith is the confidence in what we hope for and the assurance about what we do not see. So, faith gives us this confidence in what we hope for, that we are hoping for uh, 
Christ, that Christ is going to do for us what we uh, put our faith in Christ to do, and we have confidence in that hope, even though we don't see it, and we have assurance in that because of our faith. So, that's what faith is. It's this believing without seeing physically. So, the question is, how does one get faith in Jesus? How do you get faith in Jesus? And I would say that it's not unlike everything else, right? How do you get faith in all these other areas of your life? So, I mentioned earlier uh, medicine, right, a pill. So, I take a blood thinner every day because 20, almost 20 years ago, I developed a blood clot in my leg. Not because of any trauma or anything, it just developed a blood clot in my leg. I was in the hospital for a week. Uh, They were breaking up that blood clot. A couple of weeks after I got out of the hospital, I developed another blood clot, this time in my lung. And in the hospital, the doctor told me, Jeff, we think that you should be on blood thinners for the rest of your life. Now, for a guy whose whole experience of medicine was I'd never took anything more than a Tylenol for a headache, I didn't take medicine. The thought of taking some kind of medicine every day for the rest of my life seemed like a hard pill to swallow. (laughs) So before I made that decision, I talked to the doctor who was recommending it and why he thought that was important. I talked to my family doctor about that. I talked to a... um, uh, a blood doctor whose who's field is specifically in the area of blood. I talked to doctors here at Hope Church. I did some research, read some articles and so forth from what I thought were informed sources, and I talked to a number of people who let me know that they had been on blood thinners for years themselves. And so based on all of that input, all of that information and thinking things through, I decided that, yeah, I would take this medicine every day. And that's been almost 20 years. And to date, no blood clots, right? So it was an act of faith, but it wasn't blind faith. It was an informed faith. The hope that I had was that this pill would do exactly what they told me that it would do. So when it comes to our faith in Jesus, many people reject Jesus as an act of faith, right? They simply say, well, it can't be true. I don't believe it to be true. And reject it without ever having gotten any real information about it. I want to share a video testimony with you in just a moment. The person who is uh, sharing their testimony, you may actually recognize him. His name is Dr. Francis Collins. When he did this interview, he was the director of the Genome Project, which did groundbreaking work in the area of mapping DNA. Um, Really extraordinary and important work. He is currently, however, the director of the National Institute of Health. 
And over the past year with COVID and so forth, he's been on TV a lot. But um, he has a faith story to share. And so I want you to take a listen to what he has to share. Let's listen to this now. Well, in the home where I grew up, uh, faith was not something that was talked about very much. Uh, my father was a professor of drama, my mother a playwright. Uh, when I went to college and those discussions in the dorm late at night about religion uh, began to occur, I had no particular reason to attach value uh, to a faith system. It had never been something I was familiar with or had internalized at all. And I assumed that any religious feelings that anyone held must be on the basis of some emotional experience, and I didn't trust those, or on the basis of some childhood indoctrination, uh, which I felt I was fortunate to have missed. And one afternoon, one of my patients, a wonderful elderly woman, much like a grandmother, uh, who had very bad heart disease. Uh, she had a particularly bad episode of chest pain uh, while I was with her, and she got through it, and at the end of that, explained to me how her faith was the thing that helped her in that situation. She realized that the doctors around her weren't really giving her that much help, but her faith was. And after she finished her own very personal description uh, of that faith, she turned to me, and I had been silent, and she looked at me quizzically, and she said, what do you believe, doctor? And ultimately, I had to admit to myself that her question had made me realize that I had arrived at an answer to the most important issue that we humans ever deal with. Is there a God? And I had arrived there without ever really looking at the evidence. And I was supposed to be a scientist. If there's one thing scientists claim they do is to arrive at conclusions based upon evidence. And I hadn't taken the trouble to do that. That day at uh, my patient's bedside started a journey for me. A journey that I was reluctant uh, to begin, but I felt I needed to. A journey that I thought would result in strengthening my atheism, but to my surprise, resulted in my conversion. So interesting, right? Here's Dr. Collins confessing this idea that as even a scientist, that he had done no research. He had simply made a decision on assumptions about why people believe that it had to be this feeling thing, uh, emotional uh, response, or indoctrination as a child, his underlying assumption, it can't be true. And he then, um, being challenged by this woman, began a process. And I've heard other interviews with him, more extensive interviews with him, and he talks more about that process or that journey that he took, where he talked to knowledgeable people about Jesus Christ and why they believed, where he read uh, books. He talked about one book in particular that was um, important for him, a book by C.S. Lewis called Mere Christianity. He asked questions. He thought about things. Eventually, he opened his Bible and read the gospel accounts for himself. And he began to pray. And he finally made an informed step of faith. Faith isn't just a blind leap. Real faith is an informed step. 
Here at Hope, we talk about a spiritual continuum, the spiritual continuum, that everybody is on a spiritual spectrum, if you will. And there are steps along the spectrum. The furthest out would be a cynic. A cynic is somebody whose mind and heart are closed to things of faith. They don't want to hear about it. They don't want to talk about it. They don't want to think about it. They're not interested at all. They're completely shut off. That's a cynic. Now, just because somebody's a cynic today doesn't mean they'll always be a cynic. That's just where they happen to be at a point in time. The next step beyond cynic, then, is what I would describe as a skeptic. This is a person who has deep doubts, deep questions, perhaps, uh, really has a hard time imagining that any of this is true. They have a skeptical eye on faith. A little further along than a cynic, but, but they're a skeptic. Moving from skeptic then is a seeker. This is a man or woman who has come to understand that there's got to be more, that, that we couldn't just be here by accident, that all of this complexity and so forth could not have just simply happened by some accident. And so they're actively seeking to understand the nature of God and faith. And the next step beyond that then is to take that step, that next step, that informed step of believing, trusting in Jesus. And then beyond that, it doesn't stop there. It's not just about believing in Jesus. It's about following Jesus, and that's the life of discipleship, this journey, this process that is ongoing and informs every aspect of our lives. So again, faith, not a blind leap. It is this informed next step in a spiritual journey. And so... Where are you in your journey today? Where would you describe yourself on that uh, spectrum of, of uh, faith? Are you a cynic, skeptic, seeker, right on the cusp of believing? What's your next step? What are your questions? What are your struggles? What are your hang-ups? And what's your next step? If you're what I would describe as a pre-believer in Christ, a few things I want to share with you. First, I want to say that I am thrilled that you are a part of this series, a part of this message. We are a church that is committed to folks who are not sure what they believe. And what we say here at Hope is we accept you where you are and as you are and want to encourage you to take the next step. Second thing I'd want to say to you is to reach out to somebody who you know has a faith in Christ. So don't try and do this strictly on your own or doing internet searches and that kind of thing, but talk to somebody you know who has a faith, a family member, a colleague, a pastor, any one of our pastors would be thrilled to talk with you. Third thing I would say to you is commit to the process. And it's a process that's going to take time. I'm not talking about days or weeks. I'm talking about months or years. 
It's a process. And the process is a spiritual process. It's not just an intellectual endeavor where you read things and talk to people and think things through and so forth. It, it is that, but it's also a spiritual process. And so in that way, I would encourage you to make prayer a part of your process, even if you're not sure if there's anyone listening or hearing those prayers, to just begin the discipline of speaking to God. And then pay attention to the things that are going on around you in your life. Maybe today you are right at the point of taking that step from kind of a seeker to a believer. And you haven't taken that step yet. At the end of this message, I'm going to pray with you and ask you to pray with me. Maybe today is the day that you want to take that step, that next step in your own faith development. Maybe you're here listening in on this message and you are a believer. You're walking in faith and maybe have been for some time and you're sharing that faith with people in your life but you're not seeing much fruit. And I want to share some words of encouragement to you. First of all, you need to recognize that you're a farmer, not a salesperson, right? You're a farmer, not a salesperson. You are planting seeds by sharing what you know about faith, by encouraging the person that you're speaking with, praying for that person, staying engaged with them, even if they're not expressing any real interest. You're not trying to close a deal. Right? You're not trying to sell something. You're a farmer planting seeds. And you may be one of scores of people that God is going to use in that person's life to plant seeds of faith. And you may never actually see the result of that, the fruit of that. And that's okay. Our job is simply to plant those seeds and let God do the rest. You know, I'm currently witnessing, up close and personal, a truly miraculous kind of conversion story, a person who seemed far from God, far from Christ, for decades, who has recently come to faith. I mean, it is blowing our minds. It has been decades 40 years or so. So if you think you've been, you know, talking to somebody for a couple of years and they're not getting it, buckle up. <laughs> it may take time. Every one of us, every one of us, every human being lives a life of faith, believing in things that we can't see. But we can know things because of the results. The people who have most influenced my life in terms of faith are people whose life I've watched. They've talked faith, but they've walked faith. And seeing them over a long period of time consistently talking 
and walking faith has been a huge influence in my life. I see the results of that faith in the ways that they live, in the decisions that they make, in the priorities that they have. You may be that person for folks, some that you know, that you're aware of, some that you may not even know who are watching you, maybe talking to other people about faith, but you're one of the people that they're kind of watching how you live your life and, and how it makes a difference in your life. And so I just want to encourage you in that way that you may be a farmer. You are a farmer as you share your faith with others. So I want to close out with prayer. And I want to pray first with those of you who may be right on the decision point. That today is that day where you say, you know what, I, I don't have all of my questions answered. There's still things I don't get. But I have enough information right now to take an informed next step in faith. It's not the end of your journey. It's just that next step. So let me pray, and I'm going to just invite you to uh, echo these words um, uh, quietly to God. So join with me in prayer. Lord Jesus, I thank you for the ways that you have led me to this point. Lord, I have come to believe that through you I can find forgiveness of my sin. That through you I can stand justified before a holy God. Not because I deserve it, but because of your sacrifice for me. And I receive that and give you thanks. And now, Lord, I want to follow you. I want to live my life aligned to your will and purpose. And ask that you would guide me. All of these things I pray in the name of the Messiah, Jesus the Christ. It's in his name I pray. Amen. And now I want to pray for those of you who are following Christ. And so Lord, I pray for the men and women who have made a commitment to you to follow you. And Lord, all of us are on this journey. Some further along than others. But all of us, Lord, trying to figure it out, trying to follow you, struggling with the day-to-day -day challenges of life, but at the same time listening for your voice, longing to follow you. And Lord, not just for ourselves, but for the sake of others. So I pray that you would remind us, Lord,
that our lives are a witness. That we could one day be sitting in a doctor's office talking about our faith that may inspire that doctor to begin a faith journey, just like Dr. Collins. We have no idea, Lord, all the work that you're doing all around us. But we do know that you are at work in us and through us. And so we trust you, we love you, and we want to live our lives as an expression of that trust, of that faith, of that love. All of these things, we pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And all God's people agreed and said, amen. Hey, guys, have a great week.